listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. The Cardinals are playing the Rams this weekend. Okay. And we mention that only because that's like one of the only semi-normal things going on. They're not letting anybody into the stadium right now because we've had the uprise in, in COVID. But that has wreaked or wrought havoc with the NFL season. Like Wednesday, they had a game on Wednesday this week, the which we jokingly titled the Mid to Late Season Wednesday Afternoon Classic because it started at 1.30 our time. Yeah, but <clears throat> you wouldn't know it if you had DirecTV because you couldn't watch it unless you That's... were an enterprising individual. I guess DirecTV is having a problem with a company called Tegna, T-E-G-N-A. They own uh, Channel 12 here in town, and it wasn't the game wasn't on because Channel 12 is not on DirecTV right now. Because they're having a fight. They're having some, some sort, sort of a, a, you know, a monetary dispute as it is. So how did you watch the game if you wanted to watch the game? this past Wednesday. Found it on Telemundo. Telemundo. Found it on Telemundo, yeah. Okay. Now, but and, and, and this is going to be sort of a pain in the ass because Tegna owns stations all across the country, many of which show football. So if you are a DirecTV customer, and I don't know how this works out on Sunday, but if you bought the Sunday ticket, are you going to be able to watch your football game? I don't know yeah. how this is going to work out. Well, and by the way, I ask you, I want to ask you a question. You know about the game on Wednesday, the mid-season, halfway, you know, mid-week, two-thirds of the way through the season winter classic. Yeah. Who played last night? I don't know. Exactly. The NFL is really screwed up right well, now. Listen to this. The Cardinals got the game this weekend, Sunday at State Farm Stadium. Right. Okay. But the next night, they're using the stadium again for the 49ers game because the 49ers can't play at home because of COVID regulations and shutdowns in California. <laughs> right. And they don't like using stadiums two days in a row because the field gets torn up and everything. Right, exactly. So sure. That's happening. And then on Tuesday... There's a Baltimore Ravens game. Tuesday? Yes, because they just played in that Wednesday game. they got to give them time to rest. The Steelers, they added another Monday night game that the Steelers will play. So let me get this straight. We're going to get football Sunday, two games Monday, and then a game on Tuesday, yes. then another one on Wednesday. I mean, another one on Thursday. Uh, Yeah, of next week. So for basically four days a week we're getting football right now. Thank you, coronavirus. Well, see, this is going to be a problem. I, as much as I love football, I, I can't watch it four days a week. No. It's a Sunday thing for me. Yeah. It always has That's been. the thing that, that makes football so good is it's a destination thing, whether it's Saturday in college and Sunday in, foot, in pro. One last example. All right. Tell, what's the Blake Bortles thing? Because that's Oh, funny. this is great. <clears throat> so, you heard, we've been joking about the fact that the Denver Broncos had to start a practice squad wide receiver who'd never played uh, quarterback before in the pros as their quarterback last week. And they've des designated Blake Bortles, who was a starter in the NFL for a couple of years, as their designated survivor. And what this means is they have four quarterbacks on the roster. Three of them are actually at practice. The fourth one is now going to be isolated from the team. In case the other three get sick, he's the emergency designated survivor. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to sit in the hotel and stay away from everybody. Yes. Unless... Unless something bad happens. Yeah, and he doesn't even know if he's going to play. So no. that's how screwy. But he has to train like he's going to play. Right. It, the, the, the like season. an understudy and on Broadway. Yeah. You never know when, when, the, when the star is going to come up with laryngitis and you're in. It's really, really weird. Not only that, Larry Fitzgerald, again, is not going to play this weekend because of COVID. So, Jeez. All right. So, so weird.
The other day we were talking about a show on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit, which is about chess. Even though I thought it was like a Game of Thrones type thing because I, I wasn't paying attention to whatever it's really about. Yes. If you just hear the title, you think, oh, it must be a Game of Thrones type thing. We got a reaction like this. I said, I heard this thing on TSL, so let's, let's try this out. It's about chess back in the 60s. And she goes, okay. And then, and then after like the third episode, my wife's going, this is really good. It's funny how I listen to you guys every day. And uh, your suggestions aren't too bad. Our oh, suggestions, well, that's what we're looking for, yeah. Our suggestions aren't, <laughs> aren't too bad. So let's make another right now, shall we? All righty then. Let's do the Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick. Yeah, because a lot of people are home and uh, based upon what's been going on in California and even down in Tucson, it's like we might be spending a little bit more time at home. So in front of the television yeah. is a place you might find yourself a little so, more than usual. Let's have a friend of the show from the husband and wife law team, Mark Breyer, describe the plot of this movie, which is Mel Gibson starring in and directing Braveheart. Braveheart tells the story of the legendary 13th century Scottish hero William Wallace. Wallace rallies the Scottish against English monarch Edward I after suffering a personal tragedy at the hands of English soldiers. Mel Gibson directs and stars... And has terrific hair. Yes, he does. Yeah. And, <laughs> Thank and, and you, Mark Breyer. And does quite a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah, he's, the movie. yeah, he does a good job. It's a great movie. Um, the great thing is there's no violence and nobody no, dies. No. No, it's one of those movies that does actually straddle the line, though, of guys dig it and chicks dig it. Because yeah. it's, it's and when it's all said and done, it's a love story. And yet, it's a love, like anything else... Uh, it's a love story predicated around uh, around violence and and yeah. and intercountry conflict. Yes, there's a lot of mutton consumed <laughs> during the movie. Some a lot mead. of mead. Yeah, um, it has the feel of of Gladiator. A little bit. It has. It's and it's and it's similar to uh, the outlaw Josie Wales in a way, in that a guy takes up arms against the people who have damaged and and hurt him in the past and killed his family. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, what was that uh, that. Uh, First Blood. It has that same feel to it, it too. There is a revenge factor yeah. in there too, but this yeah. is a bigger thing. He's fighting yeah. for something much bigger. Yeah. In fact, we should let Mel Gibson tell everybody what he's fighting for. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Yeah, that's like a oh god. That's like a three minute speech that ends with that thing. And by the time you're done watching that part of the speech, you're like. God, I wish I was Scottish. I, I wish exactly. I was Scottish in the 13th century. I mean, granted, my life expectancy would be 27 years, but still what? Right. It's worth, they'd be 27 brutal years of, of warring against England multiple yeah. times. Yeah, my teeth would be awful. My gums would be swollen. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to shower very often. But I'd have great hair. <laughs> it's a really terrific movie. Yes. As we joke about it. It's an intense movie. Lots of violence. Long. Lots of fight scenes, and it's long, too. Yeah, it's, I think it's just over three hours. Yeah, and it also stars, co-stars the lovely... And perfectly proportioned Sophie Marceau, who, if you could name another movie she was in, I would be surprised. But you know who she is. She's beautiful in every way, shape, and form. Not much not much more need to be said about her because oh. she's... And there's quite a bit of passion yeah. with her and Mel Gibson. She does, she does look fine in the entire movie. <laughs> what I do love about it is there is, and I'm not going to give away a spoiler, but there is one particular scene of brutality where the king, Edward Longshanks, addresses his son... Who is somewhat disappointing to the king. There's a father-son dynamic there. The son is a little bit disappointing. And I'll leave it at that. But it is one of my favorite 
uh, unintentionally funny parts of the movie. Right. Yep. You know I mean? It's such a good movie. It's as good as it gets. Braveheart, if you haven't seen it by now, you should. Yeah, and no spoilers. Don't be looking for a super happy ending. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what we mean. Yeah, it is uh, It is something there. Braveheart, though. Excellent movie. Yeah, couldn't get any better. You know, sometimes you, you see something and you realize, God, I, I'm not really a very good person. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Are you are you are you, are you are you admitting you're self-identifying as not being a very good person, or are you pointing the finger across the the console oh. at me? And here's the deal: pointing me out as not being a good person because I agree with you. Here's the deal: we come home. My wife and I are out running errands last Saturday, and we come home. We're pulling into the driveway. And there's a couple of young kids from our neighborhood who we don't know in the driveway, and they've got a flyer. So we pull in, we, you know, we get out of the car. Hey, what's going on? And the kids give us this flyer and they say, we're collecting unopened bags of dog food and doggy toys to make our annual donation to the Arizona Animal Welfare League. Which is an awesome organization, by the way, if we can just say that. And they have, you know, on the flyer, there's pictures of them making their donations last year. Right. And these kids are like 11, 12, something like that. And they're doing that. And I'm thinking, yeah. Wow. You know, they, they walk away and I'm looking at this and I said to my wife, we should, you know, we should donate to this. I'm like, when I was 11 and 12, what was I doing? I was rushing home from school, like tearing through my homework as fast as I could to get out and play. My biggest, the biggest obstacle was if the chain came off my bicycle. I wasn't thinking of organized like charity and donating. No, no. No, my biggest concern when I was 12 years old was seeing whether or not I could see through Catherine Bach's swimsuit on Battle of the Network Stars. <laughs> yeah, I was. That was that was my biggest yeah. concern. I wasn't thinking about right. helping my fellow man. What no, was I? My, what am I doing? My biggest concern was, you know, if I'm going over my buddy's my buddy Kevin's house, is his sister Eileen going to be there? His older sister, uh-huh. and will she have to bend over and pick something up right, off the exactly. floor? Will I will I maybe get a glimpse of some booby or something yep. like that? No, These I are, understand. When I was, I wasn't thinking of the, you know creating the the great or good for the world. No, charity was the first, the, the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. I was thinking, if I change the angle of view of the Cosmopolitan, do I see the girl's <laughs> boob down the front of her dress? That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking of charity. These kids, I mean, Mark, for all of the things that we rip on on the next generation for as we tell people to get the hell off our lawn, yeah. they're better than we are. I was impressed. They're better than we are. I, they're, it, they're, they have way more concern and empathy for their fellow human being, sometimes to the point of the pussification of America. But when it's all said right. and done, I think it all balances out. They're simply this next generation. It's their world. We're just living in it. You know, and, and just to bring it around full circle – I mean, yes, we do some nice things now on the show, and we help, and we love that you help hang, us with this, like 10,000 for the troops. Let but, me pat you on the back over yeah. there. Yeah, but listen to this. What we did was I said to my wife, hey, why don't we take a walk down to PetSmart, because there's one very close to us. Right, and to we, walk, and, and by we the way, down with the dog. Full, full disclosure, you did get Pat from the Arizona Animal Welfare League. So yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, this is the circle completing itself. So we, we walked Pat's down to PetSmart. We grabbed a couple of bags of food. We walked back, and we dropped them off at their house on the address that was listed on the flyer in the box they had out in front of their house. Right. As we're walking home... We cross paths with these two kids again who are just finishing their whole round of the neighborhood. Right. And, of course, I'm like, uh, 
we just put some bags of food and, you know, have to get credit for it, you know. I just, just want to make sure you know, we went down to PetSmart and got some, well, see, it's still. You know what that is? That's the. That's it's still the, not about charity. It's about like, hey, I did something nice. That's the equivalent of going into a Starbucks or any sort of an eating establishment and making sure, like, you bump the tip jar as you're putting money into it so that they know. Yes. That you, they know that you Oh, were, my God. Are you kidding me? That you participated, me? yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I no. always wait until the. They're until looking. The, the, the server or whomever turns around and sees. Then I'm putting the big bill into you, the tip jar. Are you kidding yeah. me? I look like Michael Jordan taking the last shot at the, <laughs> the end of the basketball game from top of the key. I'm like, oh, by the way, yep. here comes your tip. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. There's a lot wrong with the person's behavior that gets deemed the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day, and their story is as follows. Yes, it is 20-year-old Daniel Rizza. Rizza, get in here. He lives in McKeesport, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. Blair County. All right. And this one happened uh, like, this exactly a week ago, day oh. after Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, Daniel was driving an SUV on state game land, which, which is fine. Okay. Except that Daniel had not been paying attention to the gas gauge. Uh-oh. And sure enough, had to pull over as the vehicle sputtered to a stop. Yep. Uh, Daniel had run out of gas. He was on state game land, so not like there was a gas station nearby for him to grab the gas can and walk to. No, he was in there a ways. And gas cans on SUVs or quads these days, very rare. (laughs) So he, uh, not knowing exactly what to do, Daniel called the police non-emergency line. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And he asked for some help. Dispatcher said, yeah, somebody will come by and help you out shortly. So far, everything seems uh, above the board and good. Right. As she was hanging up, Daniel's, you know, he wanted to make sure to tell her that he didn't necessarily need an officer to come out. This is not a situation like that. He just, you know, uh, if you uh, could just send a staff member, uh, something like that, well, so that would really no, be help. Don't need nobody, a real cop. No, uh, no. Gee, I wonder why. No, just, yeah. Is Daniel transporting contraband by any chance? Well, there was an officer in the area who showed up pretty quickly, and he met Daniel at the out-of-gas SUV okay. on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. This was the SUV that Daniel had stolen earlier in the day. Oh, so he wasn't transporting <laughs> contraband. Just the car. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just the SUV. All right. Uh, that's why Daniel didn't want a police officer to come by. Well, there's always a reason. Yeah. I mean, I understand him calling and saying, just send, you know, staff member. There's not that many staff members just sitting around waiting to come and get you. It's not true, unless you're in Chandler. Then you get all those guys that drive around in those cars that look like Chandler police cars, but it just says volunteer <laughs> yeah, on the side right. of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, those people are just dying uh, to be cops. Yep. They so do those things. The uh, the officer, of course, ran a check on things and discovered this slight issue and arrested Daniel. His first court appearance was yesterday. We have no update on that situation. That's unfortunate. But we do know that Daniel Rizza, 20 years old, is already a Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Hey, gang, this is the money man, Eddie Money, and I think that's a beautiful story you guys just told. The Dumbass is sponsored by Chandler Harley-Davidson. You can find them at ChandlerHarley.com. We have 10,000 for the troops going on, so let's read some more letters from school kids. Now, we won't get as many letters from school kids this year because trying to keep kids in school this year has been a hot mess. 
with coronavirus. Yeah, but we do get them, and we, we, we've had them over the past few years. Now, obviously, for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's 10000 for the Troops is our little card drive where we try to get people to donate cards and letters for service people who are serving away from their families during the holidays. And the deadline to submit them is next Wednesday. You can check out KSLX.com for all the details on where you can submit them. But on occasion, we get submissions from children that are just adorable, fun yeah. to read, haphazard in their thought process, and yet perfect. Yeah, just a complete stream of consciousness, whatever pops into their heads. Yeah, so. they have no filter, children, and that's the great part about it. So, you know, I got a shorty here. Okay. Here we go. Dear hero, you do many things for our country. Thank you for all these things that you... Let me start again. All right. Thank you for, it out. Thank you for all these things that you do for use, that you do for us. <laughs> My name is Connor. My dog fights and barks, and he is a great dog just like you. Thank you. <laughs> all righty then. <clears throat> Mine's a little longer, but equally rambling. Dear soldier, thank you for your service. We are all thankful for you and your peers to be fighting for us and risking your lives to keep us all safe. Fun fact, my sister used to be in the Navy, but then she got kicked out. Don't ask why. Some of the things she did wasn't too bad, but she knew better than to do them. My name's Madison. I have a really big family. Uh, I have my mom, my dad, one sister, three brothers, one uncle on my dad's side. I don't know a lot about my mom's side. Then I have four cousins, my Aunt Becky. Oh, my God, Becky. Becky. My Aunt Bev, my other uncle, Robin. I believe... Oh, boy. <laughs> and believe me a lot more. Thank you for reading my letter. Nice. So... <laughs> If you're overseas and, you know, it's cold, it's lonely, and you get that from, from the United States of America, that's kind of cool. We just talked to a guy a little while ago who was in Iraq in 2004, still has his letter that he got from a third grader. So yeah. you can help us with this. Of course, you know, you can write your own style. Um, but we're looking for encouraging messages for service members, and we'll ship them out next Friday, thanks to the Military Assistance Mission, and also thanks to Earnhardt Auto Centers for taking care of the taking care of the postage. And any Earnhardt Auto Centers location or rodeo location is a drop-off point, as well as any port of subs, Desert Diamond Casino, West Valley. There's a bunch of motorcycle dealerships, courtesy of Law Tigers. You can go to KSLX.com to find those. If you've missed any of them, the entire list is right there at KSLX.com. Thank you for your donations. The Mark and Neanderthals, 10000 for the troops. Went and grabbed some takeout food last night. And everybody in the place had masks on. Everybody was standing apart. You know, everybody's following the protocols and so forth. And everybody in general is trying to do that, which makes me wonder why in New Orleans on November 11th, a hotel began the four-day swingers convention known as Naughty in Nolens. <laughs> because they wound up with almost 50 positive cases coming out of that. 50 Wait, cases. What? Yeah. A swingers convention during a pandemic. Wait. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put that down as uh, things I should. Bad decision. I'll take bad decision for <laughs> yeah. 300, Alex. Yeah. Page one from the book of bad decisions. Yeah. What are you doing? Um. Yeah, I, I I have not seen a quote that said we couldn't have known this was going to happen. Thank God we haven't seen a quote like that. It's a completely yep. unforeseeable event. Yes, how who would have thought that uh, a, an event predicated on intimate contact would have 
helped spread disease. I love the uh, the quote here from one of the organizers says, if I could go back in time, I would not produce this event again. I wouldn't do it again if I knew then what I know now. This was November 11th. What didn't you know? Well, you know, and to be honest with you, that phrase, I wouldn't do this if I knew then what I know now, <laughs> is very commonly said yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so. But- I mean, it, it amazes me, though. Um, you know, it really does amaze me. Because that, uh, yeah. What's hey, up, Guido? Uh, would you say that's a shocker? <laughs> yeah, I would yes. say it's Beautiful. a shocker. Can we say that? Yeah, it, yeah. Is a, it is a shocker. The thing I'm is, sorry. well played. If I knew then, um, what didn't you know? Has there not been enough publicity? Yeah. Not enough publicity about coronavirus? Come on. I, it says I, here that, that check-in was a touchless process. That's great. What about after that? I know. Checking is a touch. Well, look, the words touchless and swingers event should never be used next to each other. <laughs> I mean, I'm no expert, but I'm just. No. Bad idea. Okay. Uh- you know what? We copped to it the other day with this whole Ellen Page transitioning to Elliot Page thing. We're confused. And 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 not in a, like not in a mean way, just in a confused way. It's, it's I want to get it right. Exactly. You want to be you want to be thoughtful and courteous and let people live their lives and have the freedoms that we all deserve. Yeah, and Mark, we're all entitled to. Yeah, Mark and I are not judging. All right, just let's just make this clear right now. We're not judging, but we are confused. Yeah, so, we're gender confused, if you will, uh, at, at the moment, somewhat. Uh, so the the deal is that Ellen Page is Ellen Page was this actress. Yes. Okay. The girl from Juno. Yeah, she was in Juno. She was as a young kid. She was in Trailer Park. She was Boys. in Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, she's been in Inception. She's uh, she's one of the X Men. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride yeah. was the character in X Men. So that's right. probably what a lot of people would know her from. Right. And she and, does and, a lot of commercials here and there. And very she accomplished. Does some cable shows. Yes. And, so has long since been uh, identifying herself as queer, meaning gay. Yeah. I guess. And and she. So the other day she announced that she is now uh, she's transgender and she is now Elliot Page and is identifying as a man. Well, the, no, she's she's still non-binary, but she's using male pronouns to define okay. him. I see. When you throw in like nine non-binary, that confuses me. But it it. And again, I'm I'm 59. Right, I, I know. I, I get know, it. I yeah. grew up at a different time. So, and I, I I try to be courteous and I try to be respectful. And, and again, but no sometimes judgment. I'm not I'm not moving as quickly as some others. We both agree that everybody, regardless of your race, gender, orientation, whatever it is that you're into, whatever, however you want to live your life, as long as you're a consenting adult or kid, uh, a consenting, and you know yeah. what you want to do, do your thing, man. You yeah. do you, if you will. Yeah, and uh, so it gets more confusing because she's in a show. I see. I keep saying yeah, she. I know. Elliot Page is in a show, right? Called Umbrella Academy. That's on Netflix. All right. Elliot Page is playing a woman, but she's now using he as a pronoun. So it, it gets a little like. Let me read the plot. It says the actor stars as Vanya Hargreaves in the superhero series. Vanya is a cisgender woman. Eh, what? <laughs> So, Guido, would you look that up for us? What is, okay, it's, it's, get our, let's get our crack research done. Again, on this, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know. It's we need C, answers it's, is what so, we need. It's C I C I S G E N D D E R. Cisgender. So, what is hang that? On, hang on to that for a second. Just right. look it up and tell us in a second here. But it says she stars as a cisgender woman with unstable <laughs> powers what? that allow her to affect her environment through force by using sound, which she typically channels through her violin. 
So again, that's that's confusing to me. Just in the superhero, that's, that's, that's a superhero. That's, that's, that's a superpower. Well, you, you know what? Her other superpower is uh, she sometimes sits in with the band Kansas, which is <laughs> really is that what we're doing? You know, that's a cheap joke, is what this is. I know it's, it's such a cheap joke. But, yeah, my question is, if yeah, she runs up against a cello player, has she met her match? <laughs> Cello's way bigger. All I'm saying is. This right here, if this is your defense as a superhero, the only way you have a chance of vanquishing your enemy is if you lull them into a coma and then hit them with your violin. Yes. I think. Yes. I'm not, I could be wrong there. Does, when somebody challenges her, challenges her, is she like, hang him, on. Him. Challenges him. Challenges him. Is she like, is he like, hang on, I got to rosin up my bow. <laughs> Elliot, Ellen, rosin up your bow. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to cover every, all my bases yeah, right here. It's very confusing. So, what, what cisgender, is, what is cisgender? Yeah, so the definition says uh, cisgender is a person who identifies with the sex that they were assigned at birth. Wait, that, um, okay. that needs a name? Yeah, well, uh, as no, opposed it, to transgender. It just where, means I was I was male. I, so I would be cisgender. I was male when I was right. born, and I'm male now. I mean, Tran- Transgender is whenever you do not match the sex or gender you okay. were assigned at birth. So, so now we're playing match game at birth? <laughs> no. Jesus. No. It's, it's I, a it just, sex versus gender It just seems to me like. You don't need a name for that. Yeah. You absolutely don't need a name yeah. for that. Cisgender is not a thing. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to be intolerant, but cisgender is not. Cisgender is. When you have, that's like, that's an unnecessary word. And I use a lot of them. <laughs> it's not no, necessary. Again, again, it's, it's, it is a very confusing thing. And yeah. I, I hope, I hope Elliot Page, he? he is doing very well. And he actually said, the one thing I'm not looking forward to is the jokes. And that's not really what we're, we're not joking. We're about not this. joking about that. We, I want her. I want everybody who's, who's got that situation. Yeah. See, I keep again. I know the game is moving faster than I can play it. I'm with you. Yeah, I get it. Again, I'm like the rookie quarterback who just came out of college and I'm starting my first NFL game and it's moving too quickly for me. You're 59. I'm 52. Uh, Guido, how old are you? Oh, geez. Uh, 35. 35 years old. Does this make more sense to you than it does to us? Is it easier for you to adjust to? <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, you know, in this conversation, I, I think that you have to play by those terms. Outside of this, I mean, like you said, it's it's not really necessary, I don't think. It, well, I mean, you're 15 years younger you, than us. So. It's something that you have to learn to grasp. Okay. It's it's new information. All right. Even so you're learning, me. too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, within the past, like, five I, or ten I, years. Yeah. I, I don't want the world to change. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I think I quote uh, I quote Wayne and Garth. We fear change. <laughs> yes. So, hey, listen, I guess the, the lesson is try to be nice to everybody. Yeah, you do you. Try to be respectful. I believe it was and, Dalton uh, who said be nice until it's time to not be nice. You know, this is funny because we don't usually get into like it's not a heavy topic, but it really is. It's it's way no, deeper than the stupid, superficial treatment that we give it. Yes, absolutely. So we just talked about the actor, Elliot Page. Right. And then, you know, who used to be Ellen Page. Right. But announced that he is transgender. He now wants to be known as Elliot Page and referred to as he or they. Even though I believe genetically we'll still have female yeah. See, that's assignment, why, gender what, assignment, whatever that is. See, that is because because we hadn't seen that before or you don't see it's, uh, look, it's, Chaz, just, it's just confusing to us. Chaz Bono is 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 one thing. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is another thing. Elliot Page is a new thing and it takes a little while. And of course, whenever we do something like this, you're occasionally you'll step into a minefield. I'm writing a set because I want you to know how much I hate your stupid show. 
So this comes in from uh, from somebody uh, whose name will be withheld because I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to protect their privacy. But they say uh, I love the show and I listen every morning. But as a trans person. Please stop using Elliot Page's dead name. I guess that's what happens. Your previous name is now known as your dead name. I'm learning. I never knew that. That's the first time I've heard that. And me too. Continuing to call him by his dead name of Ellen Page, which you just used, by the way, uh, of Ellen Page, gives people the example that it's okay to keep calling somebody by their old name. As long as you say you're supportive, you can just say Elliot Page, known for his role in Juno, has come out as transgender. If they don't know who Elliot is, Google exists. Yeah, I would love to be able to think that that's that 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 we can discuss this and have people take the initiative to Google Elliot Page, but it doesn't make any sense when you're dealing in a verbal medium to discuss something and not give a little bit of a backstory or explain when it. When we say Ellen Page, we're trying to provide context. It's, it's a context yeah. thing, and and this is exactly what we're, we're struggling with, which is when you say some of these, look, if you are living what is colloquially known as a different lifestyle, an alternative lifestyle, a new lifestyle, something new that you're looking for the world to accept, understand that these things take time. Nobody speaks a new language yeah. fluently on right. day one. Nobody remember, Nobody immediately said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, well, Cinder changed his name. Exactly. It took a while for us to all get used to it and for it to be reported that way, and it, now we're totally used to it, but that wasn't his name originally. It's, a, it's still, people still refer to Muhammad Ali as Cassius Clay on occasion. Sometimes. When giving historical context, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do yeah. here. For example, Elliot Page first came to my awareness in 2001 as a cast member on a TV show called Trailer Park Boys. That's 2001. So you're asking me to unlearn almost 20 years of repetitive, hammered-in, understandable identity yeah. that I have there. And I'm, and I'm trying. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be good I, 100% of the time. But I can tell you I'm going to guarantee I, I try 100% of the time. Right. And that's all we're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. I, I first knew of Ellen Page in 2007 with Juno. So I've known the name Ellen Page for 13, 14 years now. Right. Now it's Elliot. I, I keep tripping over it because I haven't, it hasn't become muscle memory yet. But it will. Yeah. It will. I mean, and, it, and again, it was easier with Chaz Bono and with uh, Caitlyn Jenner it was, because there was a definitive difference visually. Yeah. And we are visual people. Yeah. As, as a species, we look at things and go, oh, I know what that is. My visual, I look at that and go, that's A, and I assign a name to it. It's very now confusing. You, now you can't it, do that. You know, it, and just, you know, and confusing doesn't mean wrong or anything no, like no, that. No, it just means we're not quite used to it. That's I, all. I feel it's funny. You you know that that phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Sometimes the old dog has to learn a new trick. Yes, and we're trying. Yeah, yes. That's all we can do, right? It just, it just takes a while. I, all right. I, I can't I, jump as high as we used to. Yeah, yeah. So but the uh, mind is willing, the body is unable. Yes. <laughs> Ten thousand for the troops. This is something we know about. This is something yeah, we're yeah. comfortable with. It's in our wheelhouse, baby. <laughs> in intimate details. It's like a comfortable pair of worn-out shoes. Yeah, exactly. So we've been doing this since our fourth year, I believe, for ten thousand or fifth troops, yeah. and it's very simple. We ask you to fill out as many cards and letters as you can for service members overseas who can't be home for the holidays. And teachers have been great over the last few years, and we realize it's way tougher this year with how crazy school has been. But teachers have asked their kids to fill out letters and some of the letters we've gotten over the years which we make copies of before we send them 
so that we can read them on the air and everybody can enjoy them. They're, yeah. they're really adorable, a lot of them. Kids have no filter, which is awesome. They also have uh, focus issues, if you will, yeah, uh, which makes these letters that much more fun yeah. for service members to hear. And again, if you're thinking about making a donation, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up on Wednesday, and then we'll give all the cards to the Military Assistance Mission. Sm- long story short, just go to KSLX.com. That's where you can find where you can make all the donations. Yeah, we actually have some gentlemen downstairs outside the front door right now who we're going to go say hi to who are dropping off a bunch of cards. All right, excellent. So, uh, with that in mind, here's a letter from a student that reads as follows. Dear soldier, I hope you're excited to be in the military and to win for your people and then come back home and spend time with your family. Sometimes you may have lost, but don't let that stop and try your hardest to succeed. Also, you need to look out for your troops and be there for them. And the fighting may look scary, but don't give up. And for you to succeed, you have to train and listen to your leader. And then you'll win and be heroes for your country. <laughs> nice. That's very, that's that's like a, that's, you should read that. That's like a, a Rudy speech. That's a step-by-step direction on how to be successful. How to be a successful soldier. Yeah. Nice job, Gabriel. Here's what I have. Dear soldier, thank you for your service. I'm in school in seventh grade. It's pretty fun here. I hope you're having fun, too. <laughs> you must really be brave to go through all that training to protect us. Everyone is proud of you because of your service. Is it cold where you are? It's getting kind of cold here. I'm not used to this kind of cold weather. <laughs> Where'd you come from? The Sahara? But, but, no, here's the thing. You're only in seventh grade. What do you mean you're not used to it? I've got many years of experience in the warm weather. I love that. Once again, thank you for your service. I hope you have a good time wherever you are and have happy holidays because you are a hero to everyone. So, again, the sentiments are so nice, and, and with with the kids, it does kind of wander from place to place, and yeah. it's fun to listen to. Nothing wrong with that. So, again, thank you for your donations for 10000 for the troops. We'll wrap it up on Wednesday. KSLX.com is where you'll find out where you can drop them off. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 